Welcome to the CoinGecko Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Young. Each week, we'll be interviewing someone from the blockchain industry to learn more about this fast-moving cryptocurrency economy. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The CoinGecko Podcast is produced each week to help you stay ahead of the curve. Show notes can be found at podcast.coingecko.com. I highly encourage you to join our newsletter where we send out top news in the crypto industry every Monday to Friday. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Telegram at CoinGecko. Welcome to the CoinGecko podcast. For today's episode, we would love to welcome Thor Chan, CEO of AX. Thor was among the first to join AX and has been the leading force behind the platform's product development strategy. He draws from experience in building global order management system, global settlement system, and low latency trading platforms for professional traders. Welcome to the show, Thor. Hello, guys. Hi, Thor. So tell us a little bit more about AX. Um, for example, when was it established? Where is it based at? What's special about AX compared to other centralized exchanges? Yeah, sure. So after Bitcoin all-time high uh, in late December 2017, we saw that the market was maturing. So this was before Fidelity, Digital Assets, Services, Facebook, Libra, and then like that's the time actually like uh, we, we thought of like uh, moving from uh, trading crypto into like uh, running a platform, a cryptocurrency exchange. So like uh, that's why we want to build AX with mainstream adoption in mind. Strong technology, robust security, protection against market manipulation, and with a partnership with a trusted financial institution, London Stock Exchange Group Technology. So like uh, we are now based in Hong Kong, we have offices around the world. So like um, this is how we run the company. Tell us a little bit more about this technology that you guys license from the London Stock Exchange. Yeah, so like uh, AAX is the only exchange powered by London Stock Exchange Group technology. We are also a member of London Stock Exchange Group's partner platform. This is unique. It's familiar to institutional investors and LSE is a trusted brand with more than 200 years of history. So for retail customers, it means we are able to handle large order volume with super low latency, aggregate and manage deep liquidity, and offer a stable and fast trading connectivity that many financial institutions are familiar with. But the, um, uh, the technology stack was really like selected with an eye on the future. So our systems enable us to scale up significantly to handle even much larger trade volumes in future as we see that the crypto market is growing, growing. So like uh, when also, and also like a lot of mainstream finance institutions are coming. So they are looking for something more uh, advanced and on par with what they have in the traditional financial market. And are you guys planning to go down the regulated licensing route for your exchange or do you guys kind of plan to stay in the, the non-regulated phase in the crypto sphere? Yeah, so I think as uh, crypto goes mainstream, regulation cannot be avoided. The game has changed, I think. So we don't see uh, regulation as something negative or like something um, uh, blocking what we are developing in crypto or blockchain industry. So like, it's very important for exchanges to self-regulate, to offer investors a safe and trusted environment. And also like a lot of like institutions, when we talk about institutions coming into the crypto space, regulation is something that they first they consider. So like this is actually necessary for them to, to have. So we currently hold a transitional license in Malta, and also we are exploring more options like uh, Singapore for licensing purpose, so we can continue to expand globally. 
What are your thoughts about institutional money coming into the crypto space? Do you see it coming now, soon, maybe five years from now? Or, yeah, I'd just like to hear your thoughts about it. Right. So if we look at uh, the reporting around Grayscale and the news around Positive's move to Bitcoin, or like recently listed company like a MicroStrategy, strategy buying more than 21,000 Bitcoin as treasury reserve assets, then we know that institutions are already on the fence and more are on the way. But for real uptake and mass adoption, there's more work to be done around like liquidity, when it's very fermented and thin in some arena, uh, compliance, transparency in terms of like transaction transparency, market transparency, and then market infrastructure expression technologies, and also like public uh, perception by both retail and um, institution uh, side. Right now, it's still like a, a very, very small share of the whole financial market. And a lot of people, they want to try, but they, they still don't know how to get into it. So mm -hmm. I think it has to be changed. So like um, with AAX, we built an institutional grade platform in terms of technology. So, uh, but to get liquidity, we need to have strong retail user base as well. So it's consistently balancing between institutional needs and community trends. That's what we do. I'm just curious to hear from you, right? Like there are so many centralized exchanges in the world. I think last count on CoinGecko, we have close to 400 centralized exchanges that we track. Uh, and actually there's a lot more that we don't really track. I'm just curious to hear from you. Why did you and your team at AX decide to start yet another centralized exchange? Yeah. So there are so many exchanges and so many like, uh, and some of them have become very big in the industry. Uh, but I think that uh, we are still in the early stage and a lot can still develop and change in terms of market dominance. So when we look at the um, crypto market, when we compare to the stock market or like other asset classes, it's still very, very small. So like, uh, that's why I say it's early stage. <laughs> it's not, it's not like uh, the, and also when the market is growing, actually like everyone, they have opportunities to, to capture the new shares of the market. So like, um, there are a lot of things we want to do and we can do like a from peer to peer exchange to do to OTC, to spot market filters, and then like a the lending, borrowing and saving. So like the space is evolving very, very fast. And there's still a lot of like room for growth and differentiation, we believe. So AX vision is to rediscover what it means to serve investors in a new type of world where traditional and digital market mixed together, a new generation of investors coming to the space. So this is what we believe that like um, the new generations, the new, new asset classes to invest and the market is growing. So the opportunities are there. So we try to like uh, have our uh, new technologies and also like our very easy onboarding uh, product to capture the, the new users. So we actually, we have like two segments of users that we try to capture. We need a retail user base. And then that's why we really need a very, very easy onboarding process on app and web. The first time user experience something that we care most about. And also for the institutional side, that's actually, we are very, very robust and strong technologies powered by London Stock Exchange Technologies. So that's something that like uh, uh, no other platforms they can provide uh, for the institutional side right now. You mentioned that you need uh, retail users on the platform. Why do you need retail users? Why not just focus entirely on institutions? Yeah, this is always a chicken and egg problem for a uh, cryptocurrency exchange. So sometimes like you say, like uh, if we have a lot of uh, institutional uh, users uh, on the platform and then uh, we, don't, we don't really need retail customers. 
But for uh, cryptocurrency exchanges, business is a little bit different from the traditional financial industry. Say like uh, some platform or some companies, they only work with institutional side. They work with maybe trading companies, brokerage firm. They don't touch retail at all. But you see like in crypto space, we don't have a lot of brokers. We don't have a lot of brokerage firms. Actually platforms, they add as they add as some function of brokerage firms. So like they, they serve the, the retail customers directly. And for the institutional side users, they actually, they look for some, some certain level of liquidity and trade volume so that you can tap into them. It's actually like easier to build at the retail side, step-by-step, step, and then there is no barrier. And then you acquire one users, you get a great trade. For, for institutional size, a lot of institutions we talked about, and then they probably they need daily trade volume to meet certain uh, numbers or like liquidity or like slippage requirements. So these are all the numbers that like they care most about. So like we want to like strike a balance between them. And then like, if we have more retail user base, more institutions, they are willing to come as well. What do you think about the DeFi trend that is happening right now and the surging popularity of decentralized exchanges like Uniswap? Do you think it is a big threat to centralized exchanges like AAX in the near term or longer term? Uh, just like hear thoughts about that. Yeah, so I think DeFi is very important and it's delivering on uh, Satoshi's vision. Uh, especially with negative interest rates right now in the global economic outlook, it's good that people are exploring new ways to generate and preserve value. It's very important to remember that now DeFi is still largely a retail space. For, for now, institutions still prefer centralized exchanges and based uh, assets such as BTC or ETH or like stable coins. Centralized exchange have an opportunity to serve as a bridge between these um, communities. And I think like uh, for the DeFi space, especially for DEX, decentralized exchange, it's going to take a very long journey to really get uh, people to be comfortable to trade in a very, very efficient way in trading. So like we are very positive about that, but like don't think that like in very, very near future that we can see that uh, it is going to take over centralized exchange. Yeah, I agree. The user experience of a decentralized exchange or any DeFi protocols at this point in time is just it's really hard for any average guy to use it. It's just it's yeah. a lot of improvement that needs to be done before the average Joe on the street can come on. Exactly. Not, not just that. about the, uh, the response time is definitely a big issue. Yep. And then another big concern is that like a lot of users or newbies, or new retail users, they just want to trade crypto. And then like, uh, they just want to go to a brand new, very easy onboarding process. And then now if we ask them to go to a decentralized exchange, and then they ask for, okay, I need a, a wallet. What is yeah. a wallet? And yeah. then yeah, for them, they the only need an account. Like... I only need an account mm-hmm. and buy some coin and a trade, right? Yeah. So I think that would be easier step for, for users to tell me to put this space. But mm-hmm. I think it's all about education and also like uh, how yeah. do you just, they, they first get in touch with this kind of asset. Yep. I agree. And what do you think? Like, I mean, centralized exchanges like Binance and FTX, they are, I would say, sort of scrambling to get their DeFi strategy in place, sort of, I guess, DeFi kind of took everybody by surprise this quarter. FTX recently launched Serum, their DEX on Solana, and I'm pretty sure Binance is planning something on Binance chains as well. Are you guys at AX planning something similar on the DeFi space, or is this something that you guys are not going to focus on because you're more focused on onboarding retail users onto the centralized platform? So AX has had a DeFi strategy in place for, for some time now. On our content strategy side, and then we actually in our academy, we've been exploring a lot of 
DeFi for about a year now in our education and as part of our listing strategy. Uh, we've now listed a number of major DeFi tokens such as Link, Come, Land, Ada, NC, uh, CLX, and more. And we are also offering some perpetual futures contracts for a number of DeFi assets. So every two weeks, we are listing new tokens and contracts now. And we are also offering a number of saving products now for some DeFi assets too. And indeed, for um, at product level, we are actually like are looking for a discussion actually with some partners to have like some DeFi projects together. For us, we are not really like uh, trying to, uh, to build it all on our own, but actually we are trying to identify the right partners to, to build it together. So like when we look at the project of uh, Serum, like uh, built by FTX in partnership with DeFi chain, it's actually something, something very exciting. And then like, I think like for us, we, are, we focus on user onboarding and education and we will partner with these um, DeFi partners to, to have different kinds of DeFi application. Crypto market is very dynamic. Um, initially, all spot exchanges, initially all exchanges were only offering spot markets. And last year, many small exchanges started offering uh, perpetuals and futures markets. This year, many exchanges started offering leverage ETF and soon I believe many will be offering options. What do you think will come next after these products? I think like uh, the, 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 the product suites of the, of the markets is, is actually like copying what is happening in the traditional market. So if you look at that, we have like a spot and also like derivatives, derivatives including like futures and now like in crypto, we have perpetual uh, contracts too. And then like options and the ETF, these are all the products that we can see in the financial markets. And I would, I would expect that more and more uh, instruments in traditional market will be copied or like will be we happen or in crypto market. So I think like ETF, uh, leverage ETF is something that like uh, very popular and have a very growing uh, interest. And I think that like uh, for, especially like, you know, in, in, in Hong Kong, the Warren market or like uh, some, some CVC, they, they actually like a kind of an ETF product. So like uh, with leverage. So this is actually like a, have a very, very growing interest in the retail side. We, we see that like uh, this will be the things that gaining more and more traction. And I think like uh, what next would be like uh, maybe some structured products because like you have all these like vanilla products there and then for the institutional size, they may look for some structured products to trade. That's something what we have already in the financial markets. But I think like um, even though like uh, we, we have a lot of this kind of product and instruments in the market, it's going to take time for the whole market to learn and also trade. I mean, like this year you see options but like uh, the volume is growing, but not going as fast as like a perpetual contract and futures. And at the other aspect, like uh, now it's all from platform or like a market perspective, I would say that like now it's all about gamification, building communities and trading competitions. This is about serving a new generation that's comfortable with moving their assets online and even converting them into crypto. But they have to feel they're part of something bigger and exciting. And they need to see that crypto space is more interesting and lucrative than conventional money management. I think we will see a lot happening around savings, money management, and gamification. That's more for the retail side. Uh, for this reason, we have now launched Reward Hub at AAX. Here, our users can earn crypto by performing simple tasks, just like you play a mobile game. And we are also working hard on upgrading our training competitions experience and we will be launching some lucrative competition very soon so like uh, we can enable more teams to compete with each other so stay tuned <laughs> yeah 
what are your thoughts about the leverage that is being offered in the crypto markets? Uh, I mean, crypto is famous for having 100x leverage or some yeah, 100x leverage. I'm just curious, like how much leverage do you offer in AX? And do you think that 100x leverage is too much or you think that this number will go up in the future? I think like uh, personally, like if we, if we say like trading with 100 times leverage is very, very risky. But for us, we are a platform. We offer different kinds of instruments to fulfill like different needs of the users. And also some of them, they have very, very high risk appetite. They love it. So that's, that's why we, we try to give them uh, the leverage. Uh, as long as we can control our risk of the platform, then we try to fulfill the, the needs of the users. But I think that like the trend is that like we look at some new platforms, they are trying to provide even higher leverage uh, for the platform. And this is actually something what we, what we saw in Forex trading platform. Uh, at the very beginning, like uh, they are offering, I think like many years ago, like 20 times and then 100 times. And then now like you see like uh, 500 times. The craziest one I saw uh, in trying to offering uh, 888 times leverage for Forex trading. So that, that's actually very, very exciting thing to, to see. And, and I, I would see that like uh, for, for crypto, when the, when the liquidity is going better and also the trade volume and everything more users coming in, uh, platforms can bear more risk or like uh, they're allowed to provide more, they can provide higher leverage for users. And now like theoretically you can provide um, even like thousand times, two thousand times leverage. But if you offer a very, very high uh, leverage, then there will be a very, very big risk for the, for the platform. And what if like, 1,000 times open position got liquidated and then like uh, where they can get the market liquidity to close, the, to, um, to close it and that's the, the problem, right? So like now I think like the market is still, uh, is still small when compared to the traditional market. So offering super high leverage is, is yep. very risky for platform. Probably the last question for the podcast for today. Um, what are your plans for 2020 and beyond? So like, uh, I think like this year because of COVID, <laughs> things <laughs> happened like so fast. Seems like it's already August and, and then. So now AX we are we are going really fast too. Uh, we recently doubled our user base. Uh, trade volumes have also spiked from below ten million per day. Right now, like we are well above two hundred million per day. Uh, later this year, we will be expanding our fix and API user base to target our institutional customers who want to place maybe hundreds of orders per seconds. So we can do it. And also we are uh, trying to open up to institutional prime cookage business to serve them. We provide the institution more services. And we also intend to launch a unique trading platform program that we believe will be a big hit, but we cannot share too much about this now. Uh, but for now, watch out what we have. AAB, our platform token, some flash sale, and we have also more flash sales upcoming. And then like for the gamification part, we have Reward Hub and also we are adding more and more new saving products and new listings, especially focusing on DeFi. All right. Sounds very interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the unique trading program that you guys will announce because uh, I can't share too much today. So, but yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you very much for taking okay. the time to explain to us what AAX is about and I'm very glad that we have you on board the CoinGecko podcast. Thank you. All right. All right, that wraps up the show. Thank you for listening to the CoinGecko podcast with Bobby. If you like our show and want to know more, check out podcast.coingecko.com or please leave us a review on iTunes. If you have any feedback, do drop us an email at hello at coingecko.com.
Join us for more next week. See ya. This podcast is provided as part of the overall information on cryptocurrency contained on our website, is for your general information only, and does not, howsoever, constitute any endorsement, financial or investment advice, nor any solicitation or offer of securities or other financial instruments. CoinGecko and the podcast presenter makes no warranties, implied or expressed, of any kind in relation to this podcast, including, without limitation, the accuracy and updatedness of its content. All opinions and recommendations there in the podcast are based on the personal opinion of the presenter. Please conduct your own research and procure professional advice should you, at your own risk, decide to howsoever invest or trade in relation to the content contained in the podcast.